0: This is Austin Michaels, and I am starting a new season in teaching. The last season had to do with things pertaining to salvation, and in this section. I'm calling it, uh, or at least the subject is the doctrine of men. And the reason why I decided to do this was as I was thinking about what to do next, I realized that the doctrine of Man plays into um, that knowledge of how God views man is necessary for a more a deeper study on salvation and how salvation saves us as a mankind. Now, um, for instance we have to understand who man is and what he was supposed to be like and how he fell and what the results thereof of man's fall and what man therefore is. And then we can see how the cross deals with mankind's nature. So before we can talk about the deeper issues of salvation, we have to get a basic understanding of mankind. Even in spiritual warfare, how we war with Satan and the devils is in our spirit and the use of our soul following God's laws. But this too requires a, an understanding of man. So I realized that at least two areas of study require a doctrine of man and probably other areas too. So this is a necessary groundwork to be able to um, even go farther in other areas. And so it will be a series on mankind and how God views man. Now there is a study called Anthropology, this is a scientific study of humanity concerned with human behavior, human biology, cultures, um, human cult- you know, cultures and how that affects humanity, uh, humans in societies and affects society on humanity and linguistics um and of course even in anthropology the world wants history as part of how man developed now anth- anthropology is what people study about mankind in universities i do not um want to downplay any of these studies on humanity however our goal in teaching the Bible is teaching God's view on humanity not what you may find in public schools or Universities that are not Christian. So I do not neglect doctors which study the human physical anatomy. Um, Or even uh, perhaps other areas too. They could have understandings. However, I'm Studying um, history and other subjects all my life, we find that scriptures are the most important area of study because God's view and what God reveals about mankind, modern science, with all of its intelligence has not helped mankind when it comes to basic morality in fact society is breaking down and it's because God's view and what God says is good for humanity is always right and always works and no amount of science can deal with man's soul and spirit which is not scientific fully especially the spirit And the soul is an animation of the spirit through man's physical body, which is only half scientific. So science cannot deal with the spiritual realm. And the spiritual realm is utmost important. So we are dealing with mankind from a theological perspective. And this is going to be the study... Of where we're going, <clears throat> and so today's lesson is um, mankind in God's image. We will look into what mankind, uh, what it means being God's image. All right, so let's start in Genesis. 126 through 128. Mm. Now, this First passage of scripture I'm reading is a very first passage in all of Scriptures on humanity humans. And God said Let us make men in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle. And over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Now, the first, uh, in verse 26, the first phrase, phrase we shall look at is, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Now, some... Scholars do want to make a differentiation in, about the image and likeness they want to say the image is different than likeness um, this is some catholic positions generally uh, protestants generally do not make A differentiation Between image and likeness Um, Generally speaking In my understanding of the uses In the New Testament um, Image and likeness Is interchangeable And in the Septuagint um, The Jewish scholars When they Put the Hebrew into the Greek they do not um, really use both words that instead of having let us make men in our image and after our likeness instead of having two Greek words one for image and one for likeness they say um, let's make men in our icon and then they just keep moving on now icon is you know uh, They have icons, pictures, Um, it's the idea of image um, in a Greek, and they do not care to uh, use another word for likeness. So in the Jewish scholars' Septuagint version, which we have, um, their translation, they don't seem to think that likeness and image is really down. It's really not any different. It's the same. Therefore, they only replace image and likeness with a Greek word, icon. So, um, and icons, like like I said, um, you see icons in Catholic and Greek Orthodox traditions of pictures. It's like picture and image. And so, um, just so that doesn't throw you off thinking, well, maybe there's what's what's it mean to make man in our image, and what does it mean to be in likeness? And it's really the same thing. Now, what does it mean, therefore, that we are made in God's image? Now, we have to understand God is spirit, so God doesn't have a physical image. And the reason why um, we believe this is um, it says God is spirit, but it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, that is a Hebrew idiom, heavens and earth, to mean everything physical. Because I'm told they do not have our word uh, for the totality of the physical realm. But if you think about it, if you look at the heavens, everything the whole heavens, stars, sun, moon, and sky and planets, and you look at everything on earth, what else is left in the physical realm? <laughs> and so I, I do think it's a appropriate Hebrew edom. Uh, it makes sense that basically Moses is saying God made Everything, physical, which suggests that God is not physical. Um, And so, um, since we're told God is spirit, that means the image, which image does mean in the Bible, don't make yourself a graven image um, like like an actual physical picture or something like that. Well, God didn't make us physically to look like him because God is spirit. And so it's not a physical representation, and therefore the Mormons are wrong. But we will look at a few verses that will tell us what this image and likeness means. Now Colossians chapter 3, verses 8 through 10, I will turn there now. But now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man. Which is renewed in a knowledge after the image of him that created him. <clears throat> and we're told therefore that the old man or the old image is sin and sinful practices, is immorality. This new image is Uh, renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. And so it's saying don't be evil but put on in verse 12 put on therefore as the elect of God holy and beloved bowels of mercies kindness humbleness of mind meekness longsuffering forbearing one another and forgiving one another um, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave ye, so also do ye. And above all these things put on charity, which is a bond of perfectness. So what God is saying is, this image is clearly morality. Be like God in your moral. Now this is not all what the image of God is. is fully but this is part of it this is a very important part that if you think about christ jesus if we're trying to be like christ and he's like the father in fact he's a perfect representation of father in his image and likeness we know that christ was full of mercy and kindness and he was forgiven everyone, and he was full of love, charity. And so the image of God is that we're like him in our moral character. What does God look like, or how is God um made manifest to us is through jesus christ you look at jesus christ and how he loved and how he lived you have a perfect example of god and what god would look like to be a human and that's why this is important for us to understand jesus christ god is spirit and for him to help us understand what he's like the best example we got had to wait for 4,000 years since the creation of the world when God actually made himself manifest to in a physical human body where he could live out and love and show us so that we could see with our eyes. The apostles saw and touched him and be with him. And talk to him and reason with him, and we could see what God actually would look like in in a human form, so we could see as clearly as daylight. Oh, that's what God's like. We knew God the best, and the highest point of knowing God was through Jesus Christ, and that's why it's so important. So, if you want to know what God is like, study and follow Jesus Christ. Now, that is one of the <laughs> things that uh, we know that will create an image of God, is that we're like God. Now, what else? Um, now, God does not sin, of course, but so we are more in God's image, when we're morally right, and therefore uh, we will talk about the fall in another session. But when mankind sinned, uh, it did distort the image of God. In other words, when he saw humankind, he didn't resemble God's image when he sinned, as well. However, in fact, he could say a unbeliever in morality doesn't really rese- resemble God's image very much. But here are other things that I believe are part of God's image. We shall see. In in the first passage we read, it says that we all have to have dominion over the cattle, fish, fowl, uh, everything that creeps on the earth, every animal. Now, God rules in heavens and has dominion over all the heaven he rules the heavens we rule the earth therefore we are like God in that sense therefore the image of God is also seen in the way that we can see that we can build create and we can uh, exercise lordship over the earth and mankind has no other animal creates kingdoms and conquers like humanity you don't hear a monkey armies coming to build towers and conquer uh, only humans who huma- uh, humans do that so just like God rules we rule the earth We kind of handed over some of that to Satan, but that's a different lesson. Another thing says we uh, multiply and replenish the earth. This is very interesting because I think God put many physical realities in our world that resemble spiritual truth. If God is spirit and had always the capacity to give life, that he made us the capacity to give physical life that we can marry and have kids and beget real life, physical life so God can create spiritual life all humanity receives the spirit we all are given life from God and so too we can choose to create life and the interesting thing about Marriage It requires two people. God could have created it anyway. It means God's two people become one flesh. Well, the life we receive from God is the Holy Spirit becoming one with our spirit, uniting with our spirit to give us life. And so we see that God actually made examples before at the very beginning of time to show forth what he would do later on. And so we are like God in God's image in that we can create physical life as he can create our true principal life. We can think, we can choose, we can create, we can build just like God can do all these things. And so we are like God in those areas. Now this is not an exhaustive list. But this gives us the understanding and we have answered the question, what does it mean to be in the image of the invisible God who is spirit when we are physical? We do have a spirit, of course. Um, and the answer is, we are like God in that we can have a free will and choose. We are like God in his character, when we choose to be like him in morality, God did not create man evil but good, like he is good. We are like God because we can rule and have dominion, like he has in the heavens. And so, these things are what it means to be in God's image. So this is the end of the first episode of the Doctrine of Man.